What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Flyover State Sports Show. Upon recording our episode last night, we were going to bring you a new segment, and uh, the timing just wasn't right, and so here we are. I'm going to talk to you before the episode starts here. Uh, Our new segment we are bringing you is called Landlocks. Uh, Co-host Jacob Land will be uh, uh, sending me weekly uh, bets, prop bets for everybody to take part in. Uh, so I'm going to read those off for you this week. Uh, we'll make it more of a segment going forward. Uh, but like I said, it was just a timing issue before. Uh, so this week, uh, Jacob's land locks are K-State minus four and a half, South Florida plus 32, and Tennessee minus six and a half. Um, I, for one, am locking in the K-State minus four and a half because that just seems like free money in my opinion. Um, but these are this is going to be continuing going forward. Uh, Sam and hopefully if Gavin's joining the show or if we ever get Jacob on, we'll be going into this further. So again, that's K-State minus four and a half, South Florida plus 32, and Tennessee minus six and a half. The Flyover State Sports Show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on? And welcome back to the Fly Overstate Sports Show. I am your returning host, Sam Long, joined by my returning co-host, Caleb the Beans Ubel. How's it going, Sam Long? It is for sure going. It has been a two-week hiatus since we have done a show. And ladies and gentlemen, we want to sit back and say we're sorry to start this one off. It's like our it's like our schedules have gotten busy, you know, like I'm getting married, football season has started, you know, Gavin's still working on his house. Like it's just been a crazy time of time of year, man. And I know I still need to buy that jacket. What? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, my heart skipped a beat, I, dude. I will say the beans. I have been like slightly concerned. I've had like this um in relation to the jacket. I've had this, like, very, you know how, like, after you graduate, like, you have that um, dream where, like, you forget to go to a class the entire year and you have to, like, take the final? Yeah. I have that, but it's that I ordered the wrong jacket color. That's what mine is. Dude, do you want to send, please send, when we're done here, send me a picture of your jacket. I'll send you the picture. I, I mean, I clicked on the link that you sent. It's the tan one. Well, I, oh, hopefully there was more than one option. <laughs> I don't oh, remember the either. color. That would have been really stupid on your part. I would have been. Oh boy. Oh, well, okay. Well, when we're done here, <laughs> I I could no, hear I, Lauren's at work right now, but I could hear her. I like I could hear her just like all suddenly just stop and just ah, like, man, it's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. I just gotta lose a couple of lbs to like fit in that thing a little more comfortably. Got any pro tips for me? Uh, oh god i don't know because i don't even know how to do that myself i don't eat breakfast i i, I don't eat breakfast either yeah I'll breakfast eat. is breakfast they say breakfast is the most i think that's stupid that they I, day, I feel like i play. feel like that was so stupid because you're paying not only are you like 
eating three times a day, which is more calories, but also you are paying for three meals at that point, whether or not you buy groceries or not. Like that's so stupid to expend, you know, pay that money. Dog, but eggs are delicious. No, that's fine. Eat them for supper. I eat breakfast for supper all the time. Oh man, dude, you know what I need to do? I need to go to the grocery store. I live, you know how some people live paycheck to paycheck? I yeah. live like meal to meal. I'll buy like two things that I can make from the grocery store. And instead of going like once every like week or two, I go like once every other day. Because, no, see, uh, that's fine because you live in town and it like works for you. I live you. in town and I drive by it, but I'm just like, if I would just take the initiative and just I would just go through the halls yeah. and Walmart and buy all my shit, it'd be great. But, you know, I buy like, you know, $100 worth of groceries and then it, I spend like 20 minutes putting it away and I'm like, I hate this. Yeah. See, we go shopping once a week. I'm just lazy, man. Yeah. I wanted to transition this uh, to Chris Jones in a very good way. But, uh, you know, I don't really have a lot of good options between being lazy and breakfast. Um, I think that would have been very disingenuous. So uh, we will just report the news as it comes. Breaking news as of 24 hours ago. Chris Jones had agreed to a contract. More more or less a restructure is more of how I read it. Would I be yeah. correct in saying that? Yeah, so everybody kept reporting that it that he signed a one-year deal and people were like, okay, is it a you know an extension? No, it's just a they tore the old contract, the final year of his old contract. So like page four of his previous contract and they basically redid it all um along with that well we can go into that later um and i want to know your initial thoughts on this contract sam um i mean basically it's pretty much like a reduced base salary but like so so everything go ahead go ahead go ahead yeah no so everything's the price the money he was going to get like coming into the season stays the same that 19 kind of stays the same it, it's that's what he would have made but the money he gets on top of that is it, it, it is very uh commission based i call it a, everybody calls it incentive this is like straight commission man like like if he does good he just gets paid for it um so he gets one million which these are just layups for him at this point he gets a million dollars for 35 percent playing time another million for 50 percent playing time 1.25 million for 10 sacks 500,000 for 15 sacks uh one million for all pro and super bowl appearance and two million for defensive player of the year and super bowl win so this is a bet on yourself contract yeah, and I mean a lot of a lot of those incentives slash commissions are never pretty much just there to get him his fine money back, correct? Uh, yes, I feel like the layup ones are to get his money back for when yeah. he sat out. I feel like that, and I don't know. I, I'm back and forth on who I'm honestly pissed off at this because, um, I don't know because usually an agent works for your player. Or sometimes a player works for the agent. It's back like I, it, in this whole time, I don't know who's been working for who. Are the Cats brothers working for Chris Jones, or is Chris Jones working for the Cats brothers? It's it's I, been kind of frustrating. Like, why are I, you sitting out for this? 
I will say, I think, I do think Chris Jones, and we'll get to the game. You know, we'll do the game after this discussion. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And we'll get to the game, but I think the defensive performance kind of, I don't want to say lost him. You can't really lose, like, that much leverage after one game, obviously. Yeah. But I think kind of just... When you're sitting in the press box watching the game and you lose by one and the defense still played good, I think it's very, I don't want to say embarrassing because embarrassing is the wrong word. It's very like, 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 it makes you feel minute, you know, like very. I'm sure Chris Jones felt very small in that moment. Yes. And. I mean, he, he took a beating for it on social media. and like, He got and, pounded. Chiefs, fans, on, folks. Chiefs Kingdom is not happy with him. Even right now, even after signing this deal, they are not happy with him. I Look, I think for me, like, Chris Jones deserves to get paid, and I think that's just a hard deal to get to because he doesn't want – he wants, like, Quentin Williams or a little bit more than Quentin Williams money and like he deserves it, but you have to like factor in the age and everything too. It's just a very strange, like he's in a very weird spot. Like he would get a shit ton of money if he hit the open market, but like in an extension time, it's kind of weird. I, I will say one thing and I'm not going to accuse the cats brothers of like, you know, taking advantage of Chris Jones. Cause that is just like an absolute, like, outrageous allegation, you know? Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like, I I think that that is like doing way too much, but, uh, I think, I mean, their next biggest client from what I've seen is like DeMarcus Robinson. Like Chris Jones is literally like their like biggest. Yeah. Yes. And like, you're going to want to squeeze as much money out for Chris Jones for a couple of reasons. One, like you get your commission, obviously. Yeah. So like you get your cut of the pie. And two, like, I mean, if you, you're trying to get Chris Jones an insane deal. So that way someone's like, I want those guys to represent me because they got Chris Jones a crazy deal. So like they can get me a crazy deal. So Chris Jones's deal does get up to 25 million with all of his incentives um, in order to. So here's kind of the uh, salary side of things as in regard or cap side of things in regard to incentives. That money doesn't go against the cap. I, yeah. I'm not entirely sure where that money comes from, whether or not that comes from Clark Hunt's money or if that comes from like Chiefs general fund money. I'm not sure entirely how that all works just because it's so uncertain and like where it comes from. Uh, they did restructure uh, Joe Tooney's contract to free up $8 million. Cause remember in order for Jones to play the next game, the chiefs by signing his deal, they have to be cap compliant. So they did restructure Joe Tooney's uh, deal. Excellent. So yeah. Have, it, yeah. It's been a very strange situation all the way around. Um, I don't think anyone's happy with what happened. Honestly, and, well, the Cats brothers didn't even fight for a no no uh, uh, tag clause. That was the other thing that it, it just feels like we're in a situation where 
Chris Jones probably would want to stay, but I think everyone's just mad at each other. And unless you win the Super Bowl, I think everyone's just going to stay. Yeah, like we need we, we need like a three-sack performance game in order to wash our memories away of this. And well, like, I, I'm just thinking this this feels like it ends in tag and trade. It is really what it is. It feels like the Chiefs tag him, and then they say, okay, we want a first-round pick yep. or something along those lines. Or And, like, we'll trade you to somewhere you want to go, and that will pay you. And if it's, like, Chicago, then, like, we probably couldn't get their first-round pick because both Carolina and Chicago are going to be bad, but maybe you could get, like, their second. Yeah. Like, a high um, second. I, I get yeah. Chris Jones just don't grow on trees, but like it, the the relationship feels fractured. And but you also have to remember, like we didn't prepare for Chris Jones to sit out. If we know, like this is like Brett Veach is probably sitting down right now thinking how he's going to handle this situation because this is really what it is. It's a band aid. It's a we're going to do this now. We'll come back in the off season and retalk. I bet Brett Veach is already thinking. I bet he's already got a plan, like what he's going to do. And if we can have time to prepare for that, we can find our next Chris Jones or we can, you know, draft him or however, like they're yeah. already, they're already figuring that out now. I mean, well, and I, I, I get that. And I mean, again, this, I, I wonder how much of a norm this is going to be though, where guys have like one year left on their deal and they pretty much just like hold out and get basically the same cup. Cause like this happened to Saquon. It happened to Josh Jacobs. But how, now, how do they win that? None of them really won that deal though. It's just, they've got the same contracts they had before just with it. So are they holding out just for the incentives? I like, that's the thing. That's what I don't know. You know yeah. I mean? Like, and I, I do like the incentive things. It's like bet on your, it, it, I do think Chris, this is awesome for Chris Jones. Cause it is a bet on yourself thing. It just, I think it, rubs people the wrong way because we sat out a game sat out a training camp for this and i've been in locker rooms where like i've been in a couple different instances where there's just that one player that you just feel awkward with you know it just doesn't mesh well i'm sure chris jones has his homies i'm sure chris jones has his friends in the locker room but stuff like this man like he comes back like everything's normal it's not gonna be the same I, yeah, I, I, and that's and that's that's the side like media won't talk about is this does affect your locker room some form or fashion. For for me, just kind of comes down to if this was the deal we're going to land on, why isn't this the deal that gets done a week before the season? You know what I mean? Like this very much feels like something. Well, maybe maybe this deal has been sitting there, and Veach said we're tired of arguing with this. We're going to sit back and play this game. And then maybe Jones watched it. And because it took him 24 hours to release the incentives, it took him 24 hours to release the deal. That tells me that they didn't want anything released immediately. They wanted the dust to settle. I don't think Chris Jones wanted this deal. I think this was his plan B. Yeah, I mean, it probably was. But this this was very much a plan B. Chris Jones watched the game and said, okay. These guys obviously don't really need me. I mean, I mean, we do need him. I'm not going to say we don't need him. That sounds bad. We do need him. We, we, we. His presence on the field is light years it's better just, than him without. It's just not a. He, he's not a guy that we're. But think about it. Spags has been Spags has been through training camp with planning to not have a Chris Jones, and they only gave up 14 to the Lions. 
imagine now like with him coming back like things are going to have to change here so i do think it's going to be a little awkward you know trying to figure that all out i don't think he's going to get all the snaps this coming game that's just my opinion yeah i mean they'll they'll rotate him in i would imagine um i i did have someone on twitter or i saw it i should say talking about how at some point we're going to have a defensive like four of Carloftis, Jones, and Manahue, and then either Felix or Mike Dana, which sounds just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you know, you said the defense only allowed 14 points, which would make you think the Chiefs would have won last week, but they did not. The Chiefs fell to the Lions 21 to 20 in a real slappy game, from what I could tell. Jawan Taylor was the ire of everyone's eye during that game. I do not care about that. It's funny, and he will get the book thrown at him a billion times next game. But I think the real two stories are, A, the defense looked really good. I guess I should say main three. The defense looked pretty good. Mahomes definitely struggled in the second half and looked visibly frustrated without Travis Kelsey on the field, being able to take easy receptions. And Kadarius Tony probably lost Kansas City the game, if we're being completely frank. No, oh, yeah, you hit every nail on the head there. That was uh, very difficult to watch. Uh, you know, what was it, like 7-7 seven to seven at halftime? I can't remember. Oh, no. It was, the Chiefs were up 14-7, to seven, I think, because they had yeah. that that late TD. And that's when you thought, like, the gas was that, – that's when you thought their foot was on the gas. And then they come out and it um, – you could tell – so you could tell on the sidelines whenever the cameras would pan over there, it just felt like nobody was jiving well together. It, there wasn't, like, a – like, it almost seemed like Patrick Mahomes had to play coach, like, telling people, like – which he does do a good job at – but the enemy, like, for example, he was very much the one that would just say, hey, you fudged up here, like, fix it now or we're going to bench you. I don't think we have that guy. I feel like that's have to be Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey right now. Like, hey, cut this out or we're going to figure it out without you. Um, you could just yeah, tell there's multiple me, times where nobody was on the same page. Yeah, to me, it really feels like, you know, while Eric B. Enemy, many people can definitely question um, is, you know, play calling acumen theoretically or, you know, any other things. Eric Bieniemy very obviously kept the troops in line. He was seen. very much, he was the, he was the general, you know? <laughs> but, you know, it's funny though. The Chiefs were very weird on offense a lot of the game. And part of me almost wonders if, it, <laughs> You know how we always said Eric Bieniemy was calling like the really wacky bad offense, whatever yeah. bad offense. What if it was actually just Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy was the one that was calling the good offense? So let's go into that. Like there were several instances where it's third and short, fourth and short, and we're running jet sweeps. We're running, you know, pop pass. We're like, running like nice too is the thing. I think yeah, that's it's what like pissed me off. That motherfucker ain't like athletic. 
Rasheed Rasheed Rice is very much he's athletic in regards to jumping, you know, leaping and all that. How much you can jump? Unless he's gonna jump over the offensive line for a whole fucking yard, I couldn't give two shit. Exactly, but like that's what Kadarius Tony's role. It just seemed like there was just a lot of question marks as to the reason. And I know you planned a whole week to have Travis Kelsey, and then by Thursday or by Wednesday, it all goes to hell. But I know, and I know that changes your whole game plan. But for the love of all that is holy, third and short, get the ball to Pacheco. He's the most he's the he's a fucking pissed off runner with reckless abandonment. Give it to him and let him run for a yard. Let Chad no, no, well, I guess not Chad Henny anymore. Let Blaine Gabbert come in and do a QB sneak. I don't care anymore. I don't care if the other team the other team always knows Jalen Hurts is doing a QB sneak. Why are we running away from this play? Why are we running away from Doc? Hear me out. We're going to get a play this year. Oh, this is going to be fantastic. It's going to be Blaine Gabbert under center, and then Mahomes will be in the shotgun with Pacheco. And so, like, we can pitch it. Yeah, we can, we can pitch it, brother. We can pitch it to Mahomes for, like, a rollout pass. It's going to be awesome. You know that that's going to get ran, by the way. You know it's in the arsenal. Do you hear my dogs? They're going crazy. Man, your dog's going insane, boy. But no, I. I Andy Reid loves. A, Andy Reid loves to do this, and Matt Nagy is definitely a disciple of Andy Reid. There is a direct love of getting entirely too cute um, in everything that we do. And honestly, I think the thing that is the most upsetting to me about all of this is oh god i feel bad like for him for saying this um i think really the one thing that just is so weird is jared mckinnon didn't feel like he played or was involved at all that was weird and like pacheco just felt underutilized too and it's because clyde was playing a lot and like i don't hate clyde like everyone else i don't either I, don't think, I, I think Clyde's just a guy that, like, we drafted and we were going to try and use him as, like, an every down back, like a pass catcher. We're going to use him like a short Bijan is pretty much what we we're going to use him for, and it just didn't work out, right? And, but I think, to me, whenever you're mixing in three running backs, it's just, like, no one can get, like, a rhythm. You know what I mean? And that's and that's a very good point. I I heard that earlier today, and that's so true. Nobody could find themselves like, you know, it's just less is more because it felt like we were subbing in every fucking receiver, and it felt like we were bringing in like a bunch of different tight ends in different packages, and it felt like we were just using all of our running backs. And it, it, it felt like a preseason game. And that's a good point. Like, none of these guys really played together in the preseason. So this is, like, kind of your extension of a preseason game. So, you know, week one's always hard to judge. Um, it sucks because, you know, now you're just a game behind everything else. But I, I do think we learned a lot. I think we figured out, like, what we need to do next week. You know, Kadarius Tony was – a third round pick for us, you know, we're going to figure it out one way or another. Yeah. I mean, Kadarius, Tony, just very, I believe my favorite tweet from the whole Kadarius, Tony and with everything on it was, you know, it was like uh Kadarius, Tony, like got the lowest PFF grade since like 2017. And someone was like at like 20 something 
like 29 something or 27 something. Someone was just like, like, how do you get a lower grade than that? Like his best, Kadarius Tony's best play literally was like a pass breakup because nothing else happened. Well, there was like a time where the ball was thrown behind him and he tried catching it. And the reason it was thrown behind him was because there was a safety crunk coming down on him. So Patrick Mahomes put it behind him. He tried to him. body catch it. He didn't catch it with the to Yeah, he tried to body catch it. What are you doing? That's like basic football skills right By there. By the way, just saying this right now, he might have scored if he would have caught the ball on that last uh, he, was, he did. Yeah, he would have. There was a there. So there's there like a one touchdown. Safety. He's one move away from like scoring, but that's beside the point. Um, yeah, I. It just very much feels like everyone's roles are undefined, and we're just kind of clunking along on offense. Yeah, it's and. You know, that that's week one. It was a Thursday night game. It's real weird. The Chiefs weren't out there to watch the banner ceremony. They didn't have Kelsey. Chris Jones is sitting. There's a lot of circumstances here, and it's just like – A lot of it, weird stuff. Yeah. I and think it, the thing that I realized is like, you know, Mahomes is the straw that stirs the drink, right? Yeah. But like Travis Kelsey is the Kool-Aid powder that goes into the water. That's such a good I mean, reference. That was that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Mahomes can Mahomes can definitely serve you wa- ice cold water if you want, and he can stir it. But like without Kelsey, it's like not the best drink, which is slightly concerning. But I would assume and hope that we will continue to address uh, wide receiver and pass catchers as time goes on. I'm sure that. I'm sure that one game has pretty much convinced Beach that we're going to go all in on weapons for Mahomes. You know what I mean? That's how Beach. Yeah, like, and I mean, we always do that. We problem and he overkills it. Yeah, and that's what's going to happen, you know. Um, but with that, um, that was week one. We lost. We're moving on. We're moving on to the rest of the NFL, which we don't care about because all we care about is that Aaron Rodgers tore his goddamn Achilles. And I didn't even get to see it. I was asleep. Bro, that thing snapped, dude. That was crazy. It was very rubber bandish. Um, it looked exactly Gross. like what happened. Well, and it was it was kind of weird because like he stepped down, it snapped. He brought his foot up, and then he stepped back down again. I was like, I'm sure that first initial snapped hurt, but I cannot imagine what bringing it down felt like oh, a second time. Probably, dog, honestly, it probably just didn't even feel like much of anything. Probably just because adrenaline. But, like, that step had to have felt weird as fuck. <laughs> no, yeah, like, I don't know what an Achilles tear feels like. I really don't ever want to know what it feels like. However, like, I I'm sure, I, I don't know. that. And, you know, as soon as Robert Saylor said, that's not good, it's not good, I was like, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I don't know what Here's else it could have been. An Achilles tear is literally, like, the only injury that anyone can diagnose if given video evidence. If you see someone's calf, like, ripple like that, like it is almost always an Achilles tear. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If it looks like a rubber, because that's what an Achilles is. Your Achilles is pretty much just a rubber band. And if you see something in the body that looks like it's snapping like a rubber band, it's your Achilles. So moving on, the Chiefs have Jacksonville this weekend. 
They have a Sunday oh, kick. They have it's a Sunday. They're only going to give them like a snippet of Rogers coverage. Oh my goodness gracious! That's really all I got to say. Other than you know, <laughs> on Zach Wilson. Do you think Zach Wilson's going to win MVP? Comeback kid? No. <laughs> no. Okay. I do find it funny that they de- developed this whole offense around Aaron Rodgers, only for him to play not even a. How many snaps was it? Three? Four. Four, Four. Snaps, two pass attempts. No. One incompletion, one torn Achilles. Did you uh did you see the uh bet that uh FanDuel just stole everyone's money with? Oh my god. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers over a half passing yard. Dude, there's somebody. There is somebody who put like a hundred thousand dollars on that. Or like No shit. Like to make in order to make like you know a cool twenty five grand, and then yeah, no, like they they put like ten thousand dollars on there, and like they probably like they're having the worst day of their lives right now. Yeah. Will, uh, one last thing I do want to put into your dome piece and everyone else's dome piece in here. This is a direct stolen joke from the Dan Lepetard show that I listened to today. But um. <laughs> Imagine being one of the fans that got like kind of stuck in traffic and showed up to the game like 10 minutes late. You're walking in and you see Zach Wilson's at quarterback. Oh my God. I cannot imagine. Like you you haven't checked notifications or anything because you're running late to the game. You just get in. You're like, okay, I'm here to watch Aaron Rodgers. And you see fucking Zach Wilson. Oh my God. Why Zach Wilson's in there? And you're just like, did I dream that Aaron Rodgers? Like, I traded to my fucking team. By the way, Rip Packers. They don't get that first round pick now. They get a second round pick first. I forgot all about that. Yeah, that was conditional. Second round pick. That sucks ass, bro. Oh. All you do is play 65% of the snaps, too. Man, now the conditional picks are going to have, like, a no-hurt clause, you know? Like, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. That was That was bad for everyone, except for Zach Wilson, which is good for me, so. So. Hey, or uh, we got Jacksonville this weekend. What are our thoughts? What are our opinions on this game? Um, Jacksonville looked pretty okay, good on offense. They're playing playing the Colts, so it's really hard to say. Um, I think Jacksonville is probably going to be about the same as Detroit. I think when you add Kelsey into the mix, um. Things will go a little bit better. It's kind of funny how we're going um, 2022 second overall pick into 2022 first overall pick with uh, Aiden Hutchinson going into Trey Walker. Oh, that is kind of cool. Yeah, kind of cool. People literally have just forgotten that Trey Walker was the first overall pick in a draft, too, by the way, which is yeah. just, which is hilarious, honestly. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so we're going in to another elite young pass rusher. And like, I mean, Jackson was a good team. I have my concerns. I don't love the way their secondary played and Jacksonville probably has, they might have the best quartet in the league question mark between Zay Jones and Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley and Evan Ingram. I don't really, I mean, Cincy's is probably better if you like look at it because Irv Smith is whatever. But I mean, that's probably one of like the five best quartets. I feel like right, Dallas, yeah, Gallup and Cooks and CD and 
whoever the fuck's playing tight end. Yeah. But I mean, that's a pretty good quartet of players, and I think that's going to cause some issues with Kansas City. Kansas City didn't do a great job defending them in the playoff game last year. Um, I'm still going to say that I think Kansas City will win. The scary part of this is, though, is I, I forgot how old. The, this video is a little bit older now, so I think it's like a year or two older, so the stats might not be the same. But teams that fit it, start the season 0-2 only make the playoffs about 13 to 15% of the time. So that doesn't make me feel good. It's a very important game that doesn't necessarily mean the Chiefs lose that they're like not making the playoffs. But it's one of those things where it's like Chiefs really need to think about winning this game. So Yeah, they do. And they always start off a little slow in this season. You know, I know last year Mahomes put up a cool four touchdowns against Arizona, but that was a struggling Arizona defense, you know, like I and the one thing is like did Jacksonville's defense look all that good against Indianapolis? Like, you, no, that's kind of the only thing that's we got going. Indy's a weird team with Anthony Richardson right now. Yeah, and so like may, that's the one thing that's going for us is like, you know, maybe you know we can just. I feel like last game was weird because of the play structure of the Lions. This is going to be very much a you know high flying affair. We're going to get a lot of passes. Um, this will be a this will be a good, good football game, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's going to be a lot of fireworks. I think it's going to be like a thirty-one to twenty-eight type game. I mean, I would still take Kansas City. I still think Jackson is a little overrated. We you can't really glean a whole lot from either of the games that got played between the two because Kansas City wasn't really playing with a lot of their best players, so you can't really glean too much from that. And Jackson was playing the Colts. And the Colts stink and are playing a rookie quarterback. So it's very hard for me to – this is like the Colorado-Nebraska game this last week. I'm going to learn a lot about Colorado, but I'm also going to learn about TCU, in my opinion. So Yeah. So what are your final score predictions? Uh, let's just go 31-28. to 28. Damn it, that was going to be mine. 31-28, Kansas City. Yeah, same here. So, you know – there you go. There you go. We're insane. All right. I'm going to let you talk about the K-State game. I'm going to call in my supper real quick. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So we'll start with uh, K-State. We got two games kind of to cover if we're being realistic about it because we didn't cover last week's SEMO game. So we'll start with SEMO and go from there. Not too much to, to uh, you know, take away from SEMO. Uh, K-State looked really good. Uh, preventing rushing offense. They looked really good. Um, just an offense in general, pretty on the ground, at least efficient. Giddens made some big plays. Will Howard made one really bad throw that was kind of like almost not his fault. But th- there's a lot of different things that went into that game um, that were positive that basically just made me learn nothing which is a good thing. If you're a team like K-State, you don't want to learn anything about your team against uh, Southeast Missouri. You know what I mean? Like, all you really want to know is, ah, this team's about what I thought. Now, the one thing I did learn, which doesn't really count for the team in general, but Avery Johnson looked like a fucking stud 
and I was smiling the entire time uh, while he was playing. You can ask uh, anyone that was around me at that time. I was very happy. Um, he reminds me of Patrick Mahomes, and he reminds me of what a first and second round quarterback talent looks like. So hopefully CK can develop him. Um, really root for him as a Kansas kid as well. Super athletic. Um, let's put some weight on Avery. But in terms of the, I mean, I guess I'll cover some of the Troy game as well while I wait for uh, Beans. So for Troy, I mean, there's not like a whole lot to really go for. For Troy, the rush defense looked pretty okay again. Um, didn't love it as much, but Troy's definitely a step up in competition. Pass defense, I didn't think looked the greatest. Part of that is also because Troy was making a lot of one-handed catches. Um, I think the biggest thing that we learned through the Troy game for K-State was that this team does have a little fight and adversity to it because, you know, K-State goes up 14 to nothing pretty quickly into the game. Troy starts to bow up on defense. Troy scores 10 quick points and is getting the ball at halftime. K-State is able to get a very, I don't want to say lucky, but they're able to convert into a touchdown in about 40 seconds in a two-minute drill to fill Brooks off of a uh, square end, deep square end, deep dig, I guess it would technically be, um, which ironically ended up on Bad Beach yesterday uh, because apparently that like sent the over for the first half total. So that was a very bad beat, apparently. Um, wouldn't know, didn't bet on the game. Um, but K-State won it running away by the end, 42-13. to A little bit fluffier of a stat line. Um, again, Troy was playing better than that stat line. K-State eventually kind of stiffened up on defense, eventually kind of figured it out. The concerning part was K-State didn't run very well against Troy, and Will Howard threw some very sloppy passes in terms of... So, yeah. Can I comment on that real quick? You may. Um, um, hi, I'm back, everybody. Uh, so, they didn't run very well, but I know Will Howard mentioned that like this is one of the better defenses he played against, which is kind of crazy because he played against Alabama's defense last year. I don't know. I thought that was kind of weird. I mean... Uh, I don't know. To me, I mean, my thing is probably what what probably happened and what we're probably going to see a lot of, and this is like kind of an indictment on our uh, receiving group. I think we're going to get a lot of stacked boxes to try and stop the run. And I think, I'm not even really sure it's, like, it's going to be on Will. I mean, this is something you'd have to watch tape for. But I think they're going to make Will throw, not because they think Will is bad, even though I'm still not. I don't think I'm ever going to be, like, completely sold on Will Howard. He damn, too much trauma happened, you know, in 2020 for me to, like, fully just let go and believe in him. Which, I'm sorry if you're listening to this, Will. Like, I genuinely apologize. It's just trauma. You know, just just nom flashbacks. You know what I mean? But uh, 
for my money, I think it's less so about Will. I think it's more about how uh, our wide receivers. I don't think anyone thinks our wide receivers are like good. No, they're and but this was the first game Keegan Johnson was back. Um, yeah, and he only played like a half. He looked good in his half though. He did, and then on top of that, the the interception he threw, the right tackle. Who, by the way, I'm um, no offense to him. He's a young man. I hope. We He's just not put, a regular starter either. Chris. No, I I just hope we put BB back there for however long Duffy's out. Um, but he gave up a clear shot on Howard, and so I mean yeah, I know you were talking about the state uh, Southeast Missouri game, correct? No, he had another one that that interception here. Oh, with, did that also happen on that? Because he only had the one pick. He only had the one pick against Troy, and that that one I thought like the safety just made a really nice play on. He it. did. He, the safety did make a good play. But it also Howard probably just didn't get he was he was the pocket wasn't too clean and he there's a edge coming in it was a kind of clear shot. I just think Howard just got disturbed, didn't throw a good enough ball, or just didn't have the right read and threw a pick. I'm not I'm not again, I I just said I don't like have any like I can't fully relent into like the Will Howard. No, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to defend like, for Will Howard dog, or anything. But it's slinging that thing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Was, like I feel like the moment that Will Howard like loses confidence is when our offense would just go to fucking hell in a handbasket. Yeah, I mean we just got to, I mean? and I I think Klein and Kleiman have found. Honestly, I think they found a good mesh with him. Like build his confidence, get him through, you know, a little bit, and then bang, they, they just go berserk, you know, like, I, I, that's just how I feel about it, but yeah. And you can tell Klein and Howard are, they become pretty good friends, like, they joke there around all the time. Him, like, smiling up at the press box. That was, that. that's a cool thing to see. Dude, that guy is the, that guy is the derpiest dude. Well, oh, he's so goofy. He's so goofy. Such a goofy fucker. But he's like he's like the cool goofy. Like he like he really I, isn't. He's just the derpy. He is the kind of he's guy. he's a he's a funny character. But overall, I he's thought so, you know, dude, that guy is so weird. He's just like thick, and he's six four, six five, and, and he's like two hundred fifty two pounds. That so boy, yeah, and he's like two hundred fifty two pounds. Like he's a tight end, you know. He really is, and. Um, I don't know. I we could have very that could have been a very easy trap game for us. Troy's good. Oh, it would have been. That's the game that Chris Kleiman likes to lose. This Missouri game is the one that he likes to lose for the previous week and come out and win. Despite so yeah, this 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 week we can go ahead and go into the preview for this week. But um, yeah, I guess we can we can definitely go into the preview for this week. Um, really, the only they. I think the final takeaways from the two K State games is I didn't learn Jack Diddley other than Avery Johnson has made my juices titillated. <laughs> that's, that's about it. Like I'm excited for the Avery Johnson era. Sue me. Um, yeah, no, I am too. And I hope we don't I hope we don't see him just, I really don't want to see him the rest of the season, to be honest. I, I hope I I hope th- Again, I hope that Avery Johnson doesn't play a single down the rest of the season. Well, I hope that Avery Johnson doesn't play a single meaningful down for the rest of the season. I suppose you know, whatever. And I hope I don't. Rubley is the Will, Rubley is the helmet pops off. You know, Howard has to sit out of play. Rubley go in there. Avery Johnson is the 
knock on wood, it doesn't happen. Will Howard, you're out for the rest of the season. I hope I never see Will Howard in a K-State jersey after this season because I hope he's a professional football player at that point. (laughs) Very well could possibly happen, you know, like, but with Missouri this weekend, I think good. He needs better film. He does. Um, This is his, you know, make or break it year. Um, This is this weekend is a good litmus test for, you know, our for the K-State team that we have. Yep, I, I know it's SEC, and I know it's a, not a very good SEC team, but it's a good test. Yep, K-State goes to Columbia this weekend. Columbia, Missouri, mind you, not Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, Columbia, Missouri this week to take on the Missouri Tigers at whatever the hell. I was going to say Flossom Field, but that is definitely Colorado. It's such a weird name. I can't remember. I don't remember either. It's not a huge deal. But they will be going to Columbia, Missouri. I will have boots on ground there. I will be going to watch the game and I will be eating White Castle afterwards. <laughs> did you know there's a White Castle in Columbia, Missouri? I did not. I've, I've only been to White Castle once in my life, so. Bro, honestly, change your fucking life. Really? Dude, it'll change your life. I love White Castle, brother. It's fantastic. I'll have to try it sometime. You just gotta drive to Columbia. I'm pretty sure that's the closest one. <laughs> no Wichita because it's where it was originally founded. I don't think there's one in Wichita. Man, that's where it was originally founded and you shut it down. That's crazy. I know that's crazy. Anyways, back to the game. Um, K State is going to have to deal with a lot better athletes. This uh, really, the way I've seen it is you start out with, with a good FCS team, you stepped it up to a good G5 team, and now you're going to a Power 5 team with Power 5 athletes in the SEC. Missouri will not be an easy game. I know that they won 40-12 to 12 last year, but that was a weird game, and that was in Kate, at uh, Manhattan. This will be at Missouri. It's just going to be a weirder game or a much tougher game, and, you know, Burden is a whole year older, and Cook has an extra year starting under his belt. And Missouri is just overall probably a better team than they were last year. And so it'll be a tough game. It will. This will be a good, um, you know, we really haven't faced great receivers. Um, I think Missouri's receivers are going to be a little bit better than what we've been seeing, even better than the receivers they had last year. So. Oh, man, I, if they're any better than the Troy receivers, we might as well just pack it in, brother. Um, I, I do love our defense. I and I, I texted you guys this on our chat, um, but for our audience, I'm not a fan of the three-three-five. I think it leaves a lot of gaps, open holes, and exposure to your defense. But it's very modernized and fits to the current style of play that college and maybe even the NFL is moving towards. Um, But K-State has just perfected it. You know, I feel like we were forced into playing it because we didn't have that many defensive tackles. We didn't have that many edge rushers when we were a couple years ago, and it just kind of worked for us. We have really athletic uh, line uh, defensive edge rushers. We have really athletic nose tackles. Say what you want about Moore, Austin Moore, I think his name is. Dude's a fucking baller. <laughs> that guy, he he is fun to watch on that defense. And it's kind of cool because he's a Kansas boy. And it's like, 
you know, hopefully you see him play him in the NFL one day. He's not a, you know, he's not a first round draft caliber player, but he's got like, he's got that uh, trajectory, you know, like to play in the NFL at some point. Yeah, I think it'll be, like you said, a really good litmus test. Um, we're going to learn a lot of how our season's going to go in this game. Because um, I think I think Missouri is going to be about middle of the road. Missouri should represent about what middle of the road for the Big 12 is going to be. So I think, you know, you win this game, you look good winning this game, you start thinking about Arlington again. You know what I mean? Yeah. You barely win this game. You know, you still got things to improve. Nothing's out of the question. I think if you lose this game, first of all, if you lose the game, like it doesn't really mean anything for Arlington. Like, let's get that out of the way. You know what I mean? It's, it's not a conference game. But if you do lose this game, you have to start thinking maybe you are not like it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it, it's just one of the things. And so I, I think that this is a big respect game too. I think for K State, I, I've been I've been looking at the polls that get released, you know, weekly for the AP, and you know there are some people who have K State like number nine even, but I mean there's several people who have them ranked twenty to twenty five, right? And it's like, well, you haven't beaten anyone, and it's like, well, now's our chance to go and beat somebody, right? So beans, what do you? How do you think this game goes? Um, I feel really confident about this game, and I don't know if that's going to make me hurt or if that's going to make me like look good. But I, I think Eli Drinkwitz is kind of a nincompoop. Um, he said that his quarterback should be dating his daughter, his underage daughter. That's kind of weird, in my that opinion. Is, but that's a uh, great word to describe Drinkwitz. He is, but he has a quarterback that he you know. Dude, he had a quarterback battle week one, and he already had an idea on who the starter was. He just wanted to say he had a quarterback battle. He's a weird, he's a goofball. He's a good guy. I, don't get me wrong. But he's a goofy guy, like very strange. I think he's more of an assistant than he is a head coach, but that's just my opinion. Where do I know? I just speak into a mic once a week. Um, I, I just, I hope we just put our fucking cleats in their throat and don't let off on the gas. I want to see Jake Rubley come in at the end because I don't want to use another game of Avery Johnson's redshirt opportunities. Um, and uh, just, you know, let's call it a 40 to 17 game. Yeah. I'm not going to back off my prediction of K-State not going undefeated for the first three games. Um, I am more confident in our abilities to win this game in combination with the Troy game, obviously, as well. Then I was, you know, when we originally made these schedule predictions, but I just have this weird feeling that for some reason, like, we're going to go, it's going to be a 11 a.m. kickoff in Columbia, Missouri, and it's just going to be, this just feels like a weird game. Like, it shouldn't feel like a weird game. But it, it, it just feels like one of those games. It feels like one of those Oak State games from the past where it's like, well, surely we can beat Oklahoma State this time. And then Oklahoma State just kind of wins. I kind of see this more as like a 20, like 8 27 type thing, right? Oh, so you think it's going to be a little bit closer? Yeah, I, I'm going to take Missouri just because oh. I'm going to stand keep, by my convictions. Yeah. 
of what I predicted in the preseason, right? Um, I would have picked K-State if we would have lost to Troy with all, with like being transparent. But I think a lot of what it is is pretty much, I'm going to stick to my guns. And I just got this very weird, like, I, I don't know what our travel schedule is either. It just feels like, it, it feels very just like, is Missouri just going to like, you know, come out and ball? Like, did Missouri look bad against Middle Tennessee State last week because they were looking ahead to us? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it just feels a little weird. In my opinion, yeah, this is. Uh, I, I I hope I I'm gonna want nothing but the best for the rest of the season. Um, well, I want to go to Arlington again too, Bean. So I know, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be hoping for the best. Um, I, I I'm just not sold. Is the thing I'm not yeah. sold on our ability to consistently have decent enough line play to control the line of scrimmage. And I'm, I'm really what I'm not sold on is our secondary yet either. Like, I think it's got a lot of potential. There's a lot there. There's a I, lot there. I, I like Parrish and I like Savage and I like Will Lee, but like, it just doesn't feel all together yet. This feels like one of those games where if we play it in week eight, we probably win. Because we're playing it in week three when we're still kind of meshing together in a in a you know position where positional group where communication is important secondary feels like a game that's very losable. So that's why I'm going with what I'm going with. Speaking of games that are not losable though, um, a quick rundown of the University of Rock Shop Kansas Jayhawks season so far. Um, it's been the tale of Two halves for both games, I would say. When yeah, that really has been. That's so true. KU went out and struggled in the first half against Missouri State. It was a fairly close affair um, in the first half. And then they ran away from late. They looked really good late in the game. They got everything back to going. And like they, ran, they, they won going away, and Missouri State really didn't look like much of any competition in the second half. Um, it was, and Jason Bean was starting that game too, so it was just kind of like, okay, we're fine. Like, there you go, and there you go type game. And then they continued that momentum into the Illinois game that they played Friday last Friday night. Blackout. Jalen Daniels leads like a 42-second drive to end the quarter, or to end the first half. Like, KU's up by two or three scores going into halftime. They eventually get up fairly big. And then I don't know if this is just, you know, Leipold trying to salt the game away, but it looked like they kind of just started to sputter on offense. They kind of sputtered on defense. And Illinois kind of got back into the game. I think they lost by like nine or something like that. I can't exactly remember the margin that Illinois lost by. But they had the ball under two minutes to cut it to a one-score game, and they didn't. KU made the defensive stop. But it was very much a, okay, like, we had a three-and-a-half, four-score lead, and, like, you kind of let Illinois back into the game. 
Now, granted, KU looked very dominant when they were on, right? But it's kind of one of those things where it's like, are they kind of just that light bulb that kind of gets switched on and off? Are they going to have games where they're, like, insane and, like, just put up a billion points against someone? Are they going to have games where they're just completely off the entire time? Um, And then some half-and-half performances. I think that team is – really all I've learned from them is that they're fairly volatile in terms of their play, I would say. But I don't know. They look pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, first off, those uniforms they wore, it's hard to pull off not, black just randomly. But not oh a fan of all blacks, by the way. Just oh, I love those uniforms. They it, gotta you, be. Certain colors, it does not look good. I will say that. It does not look good for certain colors. Not everybody should have an all black uniform. I will die on that hill. All black, however, with that blue, looks. Beautiful. That was always looks good. Like let's yeah, like 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 BYU's dark uniforms are perfect. There's a reason that uh, every police officer has a back the blue American flag because it looks really good too. Yes, well it does look good. Yes, exactly. And I I love those uniforms. That old Jayhawk, that big Jayhawk looked good. I'm you know like for being a K State fan, I was really jealous of those you know Adidas uniforms. They looked really. Really what clean. Is, what is your favorite black uniform of all time? Beans? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would say my favorite. Your favorite. You know what? There, I'm. I'm having an image here. <laughs> um, I just gotta make sure it's the right team. What's I know it's not all black, but uh, I do love the Steelers uniform. It's not all black, obviously they have yellow pants, but uh, that is a very nice uniform. I'm trying to think of all blacks too. Um, man, I am not a fan of the Eagles all blacks. Eagle, I think it's fine, but it's just like, oh man, nah. Um. Oh, okay. It was UCLA. Um. They did like an all black look, and it was like the black and their they had gold lettering. I don't know. I thought that just looked really good. Um, you know who I else do, has a really good all black look? Washington State look. He has a really good all black look. Yes, I agree. Um, or Boise State, like uh, like that. That's just the good Boise State's black uniforms. Is it the same as their like? All blue or like gray topped blue pants uniforms, and that one just looks better. Um, <laughs> you know, what also, I mean? also like Colorado. That's always whenever, been my problem with boys. Colorado wearing like matte black, a matte black helmet with like black, and then like a light numbering. Just as and black pants just looks so good, and it has to be a night game. You cannot wear black during the day. Has to be a night game. Oh, dude. Okay. New new entrant. And I can't believe we didn't say this one, but like Oak State fucking kills it with a all black. Yes, uh, I, I think that's probably my 
favorite is Oklahoma State's All Blacks. But again, I'm not a huge fan of an All Black uniform. It usually doesn't look very good. So, anyways, KU this weekend. Yes. Yeah, so KU kind of Jekyll and Hyde hided their way. I don't want to say successfully. I, I saying they Jekyll and Hyde their way through two weeks is really kind of underselling the performances that they they you know they had they had two up and down weeks that resulted in two very good looking wins, and that's not going to change because KU is playing Nevada, who just lost to FCS Idaho. Uh, this last week, and not just lost, but lost by like 20 points to Idaho. KU is currently a 28 point favorite. Good lord. The only real thing that is any cause for pause is that the game kicks off at 7 30 Nevada time, which is in the Pacific time zone, which is at 9 30 Central. So that's a late game for KU. That is a really late game. So. I think that's a good, you know, thing for KU to do though, because we are going to be playing late games like that against Arizona and Arizona State for the foreseeable future. Both of us. But yeah, I would say th- there's not a whole lot to preview on this. Nevada is bad. Like Nevada won in eleven last year and they're 0 2 with a bad loss to an FCS team. And I know that I know. I know it used to be an FBS team, but like that was a couple of years ago. Nevada is just really bad. And honestly, KU getting only 28 points of favored a favorite in there is kind of disrespectful. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'm not really sure how that's going about, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? I feel like KU should definitely be like 30 point favorites at least, if not 32 and a half. No, oh, yeah, I agree. Um, I don't even really want to like give a score prediction for this. Um, Honestly, if you said thirty-five to zero, I'm just gonna say like shoot the um, moon. Yeah, Hawks by ninety. I think is kind of what I was going with. I don't I think there is it. like a true like you could say like forty-four to sixteen or like sixty-six to twelve. Like there's just like no good yeah. way of putting it. Who's gonna win this game? Like, I I don't want to make it seem. I don't want to make it seem like we're not like covering KU, but like there's not like a whole lot to say other than Jalen Daniels looked really, really good. Devin Neal looks really, really good. The whole team looks pretty good outside of these low periods at the beginning of the Missouri State game in the second half against Illinois. Like, I mean, but like this game, like this game is a layup. It's like KU playing the 16 seed in the, like, it's really like KU playing Washburn in the offseason. Like it's a layup. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. It's it's should be a should be a good win. Like it really the question is, does KU cover the spread? I'm gonna say yes. KU covers the spread at twenty-eight. Yeah, I would say so. There's another one, there's another good one to uh, where it's like high like that. It's Texas and Wyoming, twenty-eight and a half. Oh man, Wyoming has a chance to do something extremely funny. They uh, they could I mean they hey, beat they beat tech. tech by the way so they they beat tech so there's a chance yeah there is a chance but I mean KU will almost assuredly cover that spread um, um I, I feel like K State might match it it could be something where it's like forty two to fourteen and the spreads at twenty eight and you win by twenty eight so you push but I mean I'll take. 
How, how about this? I'll take KU 42 to 13. How about that? I will say K State's at uh, minus five right now. Dude, go, go lock that in. Go lock that in. Just no way. I don't bet on K State, bro. I'm not losing my money and my happiness. No, I don't. I don't like betting on you know games too that I'm cheering for. I just feel like that's just easy money, but that's just my opinion. Vegas is never easy money, beads. I would know. I did a parlay last week, and I literally missed every leg, which is almost as impressive as hitting every leg. <laughs> I almost feel like I should have got my money back for missing all four legs of it, to be honest. But I was pissed. But, uh, yeah, so KU is going to cover the spread. And if they don't, then, like, they're going to win by, like, 24. Like, yeah. probably. I don't know. I agree. All right, Beans, I think we did all the football talk we needed to go to. Um, I just want to also say before we get to the next se- segment, um, shout out to Coco Goff, 19 years old, winner of the U.S. Open. I love me some Coco Goff. So just wanted to shout out Coco there. What were you doing at 19? Um, masturbating. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I mean, that's probably what I was doing. Um, <laughs> I I will say, yeah, new new American icon just uh, dropped. I'm very excited that she uh, won. She's been dude. She's been playing professional tennis for like four to five years now. Like she literally was starting like she's like she's been playing professional tennis longer than I've been in a professional working environment. Yeah, no, she's. She's so dummy good, bro. It's ridiculous. All right, Beans, it's that time of the show again. I need a thought-provoking moment. I got a good one. Um, one. Okay. If you could eat any color for the rest of your life, what would it be? Any color. So, wait. So, let me... um, Okay, so if I eat, like, a burger... Would it just all would it just all be purple, for instance, and it just tastes like a burger, or like is it like I could only eat things that are red? Dude, you've introduced like a third perspective of this. I've asked what this was question. The original perspective, because like I'm thinking, like okay, like is no, no, no. Like so, eat one color, or can I only eat one color? So I've been asking this question for the past couple of days because I'm a fucking fiend at work. Like I just thrive off well, of creating perspective. Then, so I've I, I've asked this question to several people, and they say, "Oh, like, like what color of food? Like, like an apple is red, or like a potato is brown or yellow, or whatever you want to call it. Meat's brown, whatever." And then like somebody's like well do you mean like just what color would you eat like i'll would i eat the color red or like like just red does red look good to you does black does green like what what color would you eat and it's like and then now you're just like well if i would i eat a purple burger like dude i never thought of it that way that's crazy well i mean i well i mean that's very similar to just like what color looks tasty i i guess okay so if i well, you know what? What's the other thing too? Like, if you, if you cut open an apple, then like the inside's not red. So, do I only get to eat the skin? See, and I had this question too. It was like, 
a potato is brown on the outside, but it's white on the inside. Like, you know, I almost just have to choose white because then I would still get to eat like. But then I feel like it's like, just easier to choose like just the outside color, you know, like, uh, well, like yeah, a, I mean, if, we're, if we're doing that, I mean, oh man. But then if you eat a kiwi, a kiwi's brown on the outside, green on the inside. So which one is that? Like exactly. There's a lot of variables to this because you can eat the you can eat the skin of an apple. And you can eat the skin of a potato, but you can't eat the skin of a kiwi. Yeah. So you can't say. Yeah, so you can't say. I don't know. Like personally, I'd probably eat. I feel like white. You know, like there's I cauliflower. The you, you can eat white rice. You could eat like bread. Pasta, white bread. Pasta. The inside of an apple. The inside of a banana. But um, if I had to eat a color. Butter. You can still have butter. butter. Yeah. But now, if I had wait, to eat. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. This is a question for you. If I have my white toast, let's say I cut the crust off, right? Because that's brown. Yeah. And I have my butter and I butter my toast. Can I stick it in the toaster? And uh, you can't brown it? it too much because if it turns brown or black, like that's brown or black now. Okay. So I, I can't really toast my bread then, is what I mean. You could probably toast it for like a minute. No, I think I don't think that would work. <laughs> I, th I think I'd be going through a lot of different bread. I mean, we've all been through those times where we ate buttered bread for supper, you know. Uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> Listen, call me. Remember the time that I ate a can of beans for dinner? <laughs> no, <laughs> I I was in college and like I wasn't like broke or anything. But there was, like, a football game on, and, like, I didn't want to fucking drive to go get anything to eat. I had nothing else in the uh, fridge. And the only thing I had was, like, a can of Bush's, like, baked beans. And so I just made I, – I made – I think I made it in the microwave. Yikes. I either, I either made it in the microwave or made them, like, normal and, like, poured them back into the can for, like, comedic effect. But I ate, like, a whole thing of beans, like, from the can. And then okay. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I put on Snapchat a picture of the deal, and I'm pretty sure I did. The, yeah, I didn't use I didn't use the word. I'm pretty sure my caption was "This n words eating beans." <laughs> I don't know this neighbor's eating beans or this dude's eating beans. It was some variation of that. I was very happy about it. Okay, so now what color would you eat? Like if, like just pick any color and just say like, like let's say you have a paint splotch. It's not really paint, but like yeah, like a pretty patty. Yeah, like what what are you not eating? Green. Definitely not green, bro. It, I, it's I don't know gotta what it is. be like. I almost feel like it gotta be brown. No, dude, pink. I don't know what it is about pink. No, pink just looks delicious. No, not what? not whatsoever. Um. No, that's too much. I, I, the reason I'm choosing brown is because, like, brown just reminds me of shit. Not if it's the right color brown. So, like, a light brown, like, like a toasted brown. brown? Yeah, like toasted brown. Red just looks too, like, poisonous to me. You see, I like, I'm fine with red because it's, like, pasta sauce, but like, I'm trying to think of, like, the things I would eat, right? And, like, if I want a burger, I don't want my burger to be all red. 
Like, I, the burger being all brown would work. Is it the yeah, one my burger like, was pink. Food? Like, it did, a burger looking pink looks more delicious than a burger looking green or it looks white. It could still just be white. Because the problem is, if I ever wanted to eat fruit, if I bit into an apple and it was brown or any other color for that matter, I don't think that I would want to keep eating the apple. So maybe it is still just white. Maybe I would just eat white the entire time. Yeah, that's a good point. I eat white. Yeah, just clean. You know, it's good. It's a good color. Because like, if it like there's there's white parts of a salad, right? So it just kind of be like yeah. that the entire time. I, I'm just saying, if you like sat down and like had a salad and it had like cherry tomatoes in it and it was all brown, you're not gonna want to eat it. Like for real. If it's all pink, you Ooh. probably still want. You know what don't white eat. has. White has blue cheese and ranch. Yeah, bro. Like you're just dunking. You can you're just dunking eat. essentially garlic parm wings into ranch for the rest of your. Rest I'm of fucking your all right. Yeah, we're fucking set. I'm choosing white. White's the answer. I, I think white's the answer for both. It's 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 the ultimate answer. I'm eating white. Fuck it. Yeah, I I, yeah. I don't. I genuinely don't think for either of the questions you can find a better alternative. Because I think that you're just going to very much not, I think your mind is going to very much not like it when you bite into an apple and it's blue. Or you know, you we need to take a poll. Let's take a poll. Let's do a poll on, let's do a poll on Twitter, X, whatever it's called, and see what oh, everybody says. Shit. I don't give a shit either. Yeah, so we're going to take a poll. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's put it out tomorrow. Remind me to put it out tomorrow. We'll put out the poll, and really, I think the poll would have to just be if you could, if all of your food was any color, what would it be? And I think it's just white and then any other color. No clarification, nothing. Like, we're blind leading the blind. What color are you eating? Just fucking answer. All right, we'll go white, red, brown, black. Yeah, we'll go white, brown. Um, I don't know. We'll come up with options later. It'll be fine. Yeah. I have a whole night to sleep on it. <laughs> well, beans, I have a date with a break with a uh, dinner burrito. Nice breakfast for supper, baby. It's the dinner. It's a, it's the dinner it's of champions. It's a rotisserie chicken. Ooh. Technically, I think they're enchiladas, but like whatever. Yeah. So I have a date with uh, some enchiladas or whatever. I think it's one and a half. They're about foot long. I'm really nice. excited about it. So I think now is the perfect time to get the hell up and out of here. I Based agree. What say you for your last word? Um, dude, we are 25 days away from the big day. I'm a little nervous. Um, There's still time to turn around, Beans. I ain't turning around. It's just the whole fucking like doing stuff, you know? What what did the gambler say? Um, got to know when to fold them. Got know to know when to walk when away. Them, know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You better count your cards when you're sitting at the table. And the dealing's done. <laughs> are, you, are you guys writing your own vows, by the way? We we are, but we're gonna do that on our own, like off to the side, and tell each other for like picture purposes and shit like that, and then. Um, oh. Ooh, you gotta announce that shit at the fucking wedding. And then Joel will be doing them. We'll be doing like a separate 
one, which Joel does a great job. He sent us like a oh, list okay. of vowels and did S tier. I like Joel. I feel like I am going to be very annoyed with him by the end of this wedding through no fault of his own. I feel like Joel is going to do a fantastic job. I feel like Joel is going to do a very thorough job <laughs> in the part that I'm not excited about. <laughs> no, no, okay. We chose like the wrong group of five and six. There's this is the wrong group of six for like such a professional. Like Joel, Joel he's great. And like no, again, I love Joel. Joel is a fantastic guy. I'm just gonna say this here's my opinion on weddings, right? We can get that ceremony done in 15 to 20 minutes. This ceremony will be 30 to 45, I feel like. Yeah, probably 30. 30. We're yeah. shooting for 30. Yeah, we're shooting for 30. On Catholic time, it's 45. Um, on Catholic time, it's an hour and a half. What are we talking actually, about here? On Catholic, Technically, on Catholic time, it's, you know, it is actually 30 minutes. Because yeah, like, you got to, like, like, have communion at a wedding well, for some reason. So, so for a Catholic wedding, you're right. We're speaking two different things. Everything in the Catholic Church is longer, but all the Catholics love to get done with everything early is yeah. Catholic time is. Yeah. So anyways, yes, I'm very thankful you're not doing a full Catholic wedding because I would have fucking. Well, very I was worried because Lauren is technically Catholic, but we started going to Joel's church. Um, also, like. Lauren is very like orderly and I'm like, I'm orderly to an extent. Not. I'm not, but I'm like. I'm just structured, you know, like I just have like, this is my daily routine. This I'm routine. There we go. Like, but Lauren is like, you know, like gotta have it this way, this way, this way, by this time, this way, this, you know, bro. Hey, like a woman. Am I right? Yeah. Am I right? Uh -huh. And like this, this whole thing is like, I keep like having to warn her like every day, like just be prepared. Like there, there was one time where I was texting in the group chat and they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, we're talking about Hunter Renfro or something like that. Like, she's just like, aren't you supposed to be talking about the wedding? And I was like, yeah, we are. <laughs> she's like, what? <laughs> I, look, I would never say this to Lauren's face, and I hope she's not listening to this statement right now. From, the, from my and our groomsmen's perspective, there is absolutely nothing to do for this wedding for you. No. No. I, I, like, our job is to be informed where to be, show up, don't embarrass you. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but we are not responsible for anything else. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's going to, but anyways, yeah, we're 25 days away. I'm excited. We're going to have a great weekend. We'll probably help you set up at the, uh, rehearsal for good karma that day also yeah. that you could use some exercise so. <laughs> that's our that's our weight loss is routine just, for it's gonna be like chair moving and table moving is that pretty much what it is pretty much yeah that should be a, we don't we actually went with like a very minimalistic like wedding like there's not gonna be a lot of decorations that i know of i don't know we could be wrong like we could get there and then lauren somehow pukes out more decorations but as of right now from what i'm saying I remember Cody and Morgan's wedding. They had like the whole backdrop that they had for uh, like the ceremony in the backyard. Yeah. And 
we had to bring it to the wedding. And so we had to like fucking like try and move it without damaging the flowers. No, the the hardest thing that we'll have to, I love it how we're just telling our audience how this wedding thing broke down and everything. Um, Come to Beans' wedding. You're all invited. Yeah. Everybody's invited. All 12 of our listeners. Anyways. Um, uh, the biggest thing you guys will have to move is like a cross. Like that's it. Oh my God. Beads. Yes. I am. Ta- I am taking that. You got to take a picture of me carrying that cross. Like, how big is the cross? Oh, it's 10 foot long, dude. Oh, it's 10. It's 10. Oh, dude. Beads. If you do not give me a picture with that thing, like I'm Jesus and dad just carrying it to my kids. <laughs> I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna need that. I need that bad. <laughs> oh no! Oh, that's an instant just thunder and lightning just coming out, just God spiting you. Oh my God! Hey man. <gasps> yes, I don't care. I'm gonna do it. Let's do it, Beans. Okay. All right. Well, this is rehearsal gonna take, by the way, you too. I know that we were doing last words, like you know, ten minutes ago. But uh, now I'm like fishing for answers on how. You know, I don't know. Lauren's got like the whole weekend timeline. I'll. I'm supposed to send that here sometime. Tell her like to revise it if the rehearsal isn't done by uh six thirty. It, I'm hoping it is. We, we, uh, tell her it's a no go. The rehearsal's at six. I'm really hoping that you know all words are exchanged because I feel like there's supposed to be like I heard like there's supposed to be some people that speak at the rehearsal and all that stuff. So I don't know. Phone call. Answer mm-hmm. live on air. No, we better go. Oh no! All right, everyone. In lieu of beans having to go very quickly, I'm going to go very quickly. Thank you again for listening, everyone. Follow us on Twitter at underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore F3S. Thanks again for listening. Goodbye and God bless.